Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Ah, uh, before you, you see the king. King Charles III, a prince who was born to be a king. Look at, look at these uh, sausage fingers of his, right? Oh, my God. Anyway, it turns out that Prince Charles III all along was a Mameluke. The definition of a Mameluke. Generally, in Italian-American families, it's a guy who doesn't want to leave the house because mommy takes such good care of him that no woman in the world could ever match mommy. You know, it's been known that Italian mamalukes, they not only get the best food from mommy, but mommy will even iron their BVDs and fruit of the loom, make their bed, unmake their bed, do everything for them, almost like an indentured servant. Well, it turns out, that the real mamaluke of all mamalukes is King Charles III. We've been told that even before he married the uh, queen, uh, what do they call an Eric? Queen something. You know, to me, she'll always be the queen conscript, queen convent, the queen, uh, who knows, um, what we could call them, the concubine. Anyway, that was Camellia. But before he even locked on eyes with Camellia, before he dissed and dismissed Princess Diana, how quickly they forget. Apparently, he was always a mamaluke. We were told that his servants, yes, his servants, every morning would have to put an inch of toothpaste on his toothbrush. It would have to measure a full inch. Although, as you know, the Brits, they don't use inches or feet or yards. They use meters, centimeters, all that nonsense. Symmetric system. That's number one. Number two, his pajamas would always have to be ironed before he would put them on to go to sleep with his little teddy bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Prince Charles has a little teddy bear. As a male adult. And then every morning, his manservant would have to iron. <laughs> this is unbelievable. The laces in his shoes. The freaking laces in his shoes would have to be ironed every day. And then they would have to pack a box lunch for the future king, Prince Charles, the pervert that he always has been. In fact, remember that one time he was having pillow talk with his um, concubine, convert, convent, I don't know, conscript, uh, the Queen Camilla. This is before she was queen. This is when he was his, she was his gumada. And he was saying, oh, Camellia, I dream of being in your trousers every day. This guy's like the Bill Clinton of the U.K., but he's the king. Anyway, I digress. So back on track, so he'd have to have this boxed lunch packed for him in which he'd have to have biscuits and six different types of honey. And they would have to be warmed at a certain level or they would be discarded by the king because he was a bit of a fussbutt. And then lastly, and most importantly, when he would go on trips to his friends' estates, they would have to pack up his bed, his, 
his personal items, and believe it or not, pictures of the Queen Mom and all the royal family that would have to accompany him to a visit with his dear royal friends. This guy is a deadbeat, a gold brick, a slacker, a nor-do-well, a pimp. And we spend all this time learning about this king of all kings, King Not, King Charles III. And with this transition, royal transition after 70 years, yes, bad times will come upon these indentured servants, these servants, these man Fridays, these people who have been at the beck and call of Prince Charles, who is now King Charles III. Apparently, even though the uh, Queen, Queen Elizabeth II, has bequeathed to him almost all of her wealth, which is the wealth of the English people and the wealth of nations all across the world that the monarchy ripped off. He pays no inheritance tax, right? Scam of all scams. The guy's already worth a billion dollars. Multiply that by four, five, or six, but apparently... Times are getting tough in the UK, just as they are in the United States, with inflation. Whether you call it Putin inflation, whether you call it Boris Johnson inflation, whether you call it um, Joe Biden inflation, it's still inflation. So there is a threat from the king that he may have to lay off his manservants, his indentured servants, and those who are almost near to being slaves. Now, what are they to do? They had lived their whole lives in servitude to the monarchy. Where the hell are they going to get a job now, right? Oh, well, maybe Jeff Bezos, uh, he fancies himself as king of kings. Maybe Elon Musk will hire them. Maybe Michael Bloomberg. Maybe one of these gazillionaires. Maybe they'll be brought over to Red China, those gazillionaires there. But the point is... They're all saying, King, King, what are we to do? How are we to survive? Please don't cast us out. It's like a scene out of Charles Dickens. But, ah, uh, the king is impervious to this. You don't even know how to get my fountain pens in the correct manner. In fact, when he signed his ascension papers in Edinburgh on Saturday, he was upset at all of his servants because the pen was running. Damn it. Can I get a pen that writes? How about a freaking 19-cent big pen? Uh, no, 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 no. That would not be kingly. That would be what the common man uses. And then just the other day in Northern Ireland, he had to sign all the papers indicating his ascension to the throne because even though now Northern Ireland is mostly Catholic and on the cusp of joining Ireland and saying a double oofah to the king and to the royal family, he had to sign the papers and again, the ink bled. So rather than just say, give me another pen, servant, oh, he exploded in a rage and he was calling out to his consort, uh, his concubine, Camellia, Camellia, I need a new pen. These servants are of no value, of no worth. And then on the cusp of this came a potential decision to lay off all these indentured servants, these servants, these quasi-slaves that had been dedicated to the royal family. Sounds almost like a scene out of Daunton Abbey on PBS. Yes, you know, uh, you're just common refuse, you're just commoners, you come and go. 
Remember, it's little people who pay taxes. Oh, that was Leona Helmsley here before. She went to jail for not paying taxes, but better believe it, the king of all kings, not Charles III, will pay no taxes and will lay off members of his staff. I mean, come on, man. This is like the Grinch that stole Christmas. Oh, all hail the king. Long live the king. Not. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, the procession has begun. Of all the despots, the dictators, the tyrants from around the world, as they flood into our city of ours, New York City, clog up all the veins and arteries as street after street, highway after highway is closed off. For the benefit of who? People who are enemies of our country, enemies of our city, People who disdain what America stands for, and yet we have to house these deadbeats, these slackers. I mean, think of it. As of this past Tuesday, to September 29th, our entire island of Manhattan will be in gridlock because of the dictators, despots, and tyrants who have flooded into Manhattan. Who will be obviously paying prostitutes and uh, will be going to nightclubs, probably run into Eric Adam raising the roof because the swagger man has no plan other than to be with A-list celebrities. They'll be at all the fashion Easter runway shows at our taxpayers' expense. Well, what the hell? It happens once a year. And I'm saying to myself, now, if this has to be, why not use Governor's Island? Governor's Island right there at the South Street Seaport area. You can see it off in the distance on your way to Staten Island. Used to be where the Coast Guard was housed. And then at that moment, then Mayor Giuliani was battling Governor Pataki as to who should own Governor's Island once the Coast Guard left. And finally, it was Bill Clinton, the president, who came in in a solemn-like, Solomon-like way and said, I tell you what, guys, stop fighting over Governor's Island for one dollar. For $1, the federal government will turn over Governor's Island to the city and state. And they continue to fight over it. Now, supposedly now, there's schools, there's parks. I don't know. It just seems to be such a waste of such valuable real estate. And there's a nine-hole golf course here. For? So for all these dictators, despots, and tyrants who want to play golf in between uh, General Assembly sessions, why not put... United Nations on Governor's Island. Why not build a series of five-star hotels around it that have casinos that can be used by the general public through the rest of the year because a ferry takes you out there. It can be secured. It'll be safe. It'll be convenient. We won't have to cut off traffic for the rest of us. And from the dates till September 29th every year, they can have Governor's Island, and then we can have it the rest of the year. You know something? It doesn't take a lot of thinking to figure this out. It's just plain old common sense, because what happens every year is not fair to us and everyone else. We're stuck in gridlock. 
We're stuck with these monster dictators, despots, and tyrants from other countries. And we're stuck with the fact that when they get ticketed, their vehicles, their stretch limos, they're not going to pay. And some of them are going to perv on women and children and then run away. And we're going to be stuck with the mystery gosh. We got to change this formula and change it quick. Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, was in Washington, D.C. yesterday uh, with Joe Biden. That's right. Remember, he's the Biden of Brooklyn. They were celebrating the fact that inflation was falling when, in fact, it was rising. How embarrassing. But while there, Eric Adams rose to the podium and said, now that we have 10,000 illegal aliens with more are coming, why can't we just put them to work right away? Why do we have to house them, close them, feed them, give them everything we don't even give to taxpaying residents and give them it to in perpetuity? Why not let them go out and work? He said, hey, we need teachers, we need plumbers, we need electricians, we need all kinds of skilled labor. We don't have it available to us. And I'm saying to myself, clearly, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, You were down when the buses came in the first day when they pounded the hound from Texas to Greyhound and came into the Port Authority. You stayed all of an hour to meet and greet some of the arrived illegal aliens. Did you not see that most of them were young male adults? They were not women with children, young male adults. Many of them who probably were still of high school age. You're talking about skilled labor. I can almost assure you out of the 10,000 who have flooded into New York City, there are few, if any, who are qualified to be plumbers, electricians, electricians, carpenters, teachers, professional people that you you seek. These are going to end up being young men who are going to seek day labor work. They're going to be out there waiting at 5 o'clock in the morning for anybody that will pick them up, and they'll work from sunup to sundown, but they'll be doing menial labor. And it's not going to be on the books. And remember, it's not going to be taxable income either. So it's going to be hush, hush, mush, mush. But Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, wants to jump the curve and all of a sudden immediately make them gainfully employable. Now, what does this do for a lot of other Americans who are here, who are birthed here, who are looking for jobs, who can't seem to find employment? Uh... I would think your priorities as mayor of the city of New York is first and foremost to the citizens of New York City, especially to people of color, African-Americans, African-American young males, many of whom are either unemployable or can't find work. Why are you going to jump the queue and all of a sudden go over to brothers and sisters and say, Andale, Andale, hey, who's, who's your daddy? I'm your puppet chulo. I'm going to get you work. I'm going to give you a free Obama phone. I'm going to give you a swag bag. I'm going to give you transportation on an MTA bus. A money-taking bus takes from the taxpayers to transport them. I'm going to put you up in 14 different hotels, including the Milford Plaza. I'm going to give you the red carpet treatment, not the flea bag treatment that we give to a lot of our homeless and emotionally disturbed who were born and raised here. What the hell are you thinking? And by the way, what the hell were you doing in Washington with all the mishigash going on in New York City? Eric Adams, Swagger Man, you clearly have no plan of doing anything about any important issue affecting our city. 